Hi, I'm Lauren. And I'm Donna Grace. Welcome to the Life Rebalanced Podcast. Welcome to today's conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, we are talking about why it's so hard sometimes to accomplish our goals. What is it that makes it so hard for us to get started and reach our endpoint? And we think, Lauren and I think that we have identified at least what the reason for us is very often. And we're going to talk about what are some of the strategies that you can use to address it and overcome it. So Lauren, why? Why is it so hard? Well, I think you hit on it. The reason it's so difficult is that oftentimes we feel like we need to be ready to start working toward the goal. So we do all of the things that we feel we need to do to prepare ourselves to actually then go and try to achieve the goal. So I need to research the best diet to go on, or I need to research the best way to get exercise instead of just saying, why don't I just put on a pair of shoes and go for a run? running? I can think of so many things that fall into that. So if your goal is to get in better shape or your goal is to lose weight or whatever it might be, yeah, you have to go and buy new tennis shoes. You're going to join a gym. You're going to look at a bunch of different workouts to see which would mm-hmm. be most optimal for you and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, your knees that hurt you. And if you're going to clean up your diet, you're, you're researching what are all the different supplements you can take. And it's not that those things wouldn't help you. Those all may actually have a good impact on what you're doing. Of course. It's not the thing you have to do. Right. When we talk about getting work done, it's doing the work. It's yes. actually doing the work. Um, but the mindset around, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it, is something that I find that comes up as a challenge all the time. So while Absolutely. there are certain things that I could find myself doing busy work around to kind of circle around the work I actually need to do to get the thing done, that whole procrastination by being busy instead of productive. Yes. For me, a lot of times it's, if I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it. And that actually used to be something I viewed as not a badge of honor, but viewed as a positive thing. If I was going to do it, I was going to do it right. Yes. Well, and I think we have a tendency as planners, not only as certified financial planners in, in working in that space, we literally are planners, but just by nature, you and I, and we're planners, we're doers. Yes. Yes. But we like to plan. And I think A big challenge for me around starting the process of achieving a goal is feeling like I don't have enough time. So So you can't do a little, you have to do it all. Yes. So if I need to sit down and focus my energy on something for 30 minutes to really get straight on what are the things I need to be doing, or even to just actually do it, an example might be maybe I want to, I need to run three miles. And that would probably take me about 30 minutes, but I don't always have 30 minutes in my day to go running. However, I have found that if I have five minutes or 10 minutes, I just need to go and do that. You mm-hmm. just need to put the running. Maximize that time you have. Yeah. Yes. And the same is true for all the things we're trying to achieve in those little five minute spaces here and there we have to just find something we can do, even if it's not perfect. We see this all the time in working with our clients, whether they're working towards savings goals. And we very often are working with people who are planning for retirement, right? But Mm -hmm. think about younger people who have a lot of, a a lot of multiple goals, multiple things pulling at their purse strings, limited resources. How often do you run into people who are like, well, you know, I'm just, I can't really, 
I know you're supposed to save 10% or 15% towards retirement. I just can't do that right now. I'm going to wait until I'm ready. I'm going to wait until I make more money, until I get a raise. I'm going to start saving then when I'm ready. It's it's always a someday thing. Yes. But we know that based on compound interest, based on the idea of inertia, Mm -hmm. starting now, saving a little bit now is going to be far more effective towards meeting your goal, even if you can't save that amount you think you need to. So I can't save 10%. How about if I can save 3% and get my match? Yes. Something like that. That is incredibly effective. We also know that starting by saving 1%, 2%, 3%, you are far more likely to increase and eventually get to 10 Mm -hmm. than you are to go from zero to 10. There's like exactly. two, right? There's two things at play. You're working with inertia and you're working with anchoring, right? Yes. So making a small amount of progress propels you toward making greater progress in the future toward your goal. And saving is a perfect example because the power of compound interest comes into mm-hmm. play where when you start younger, you can actually save fewer of your own dollars toward retirement. Mm-hmm. And achieve your goals in the long term, as opposed to the person who waits until they're 40 and they've purchased the house and are earning oh, now enough. I'm ready. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, now I'm, I'm ready, ready to, to put start. Away. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot harder. It's a lot harder when you do that. Habits work the same way. We talk about, oh gosh, I wish I could remember specifically what the phrase is that James Clear uses in his, his book, Atomic Habits, but mm-hmm. he talks about the compounding power of time on your habits. Yes. And that there's this the curve of latent potential or something where Ooh. in the beginning, it feels like there's no progress being made. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you were using the example of running. So I don't know, you want to become a mm-hmm. runner who runs a marathon or, or a half marathon or whatever. And you, so you start out by doing a little bit, a little bit each day, or actually let's mm-hmm. talk about, let's talk about losing weight. That's something that most people can, can yes. understand because they've either tried to do it or they've loved someone who's tried to do it. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, it's so hard because you don't see results, right? Mm-hmm. You don't see any results. Um, mm-hmm. you're getting up, you're doing the thing, you're, you're working out, you're eating the healthy food and you're just waiting and waiting and waiting to mm-hmm. see some change in the mirror or on mm-hmm. the schedule. And maybe you see a tiny incremental change, but it's just not that much. Mm-hmm. What you actually need is to just keep going because all of a sudden, one day, three months down the line, all of that work that you did on the front end that seemed to have no effect or at least no immediate effect, mm-hmm. is suddenly kicking in and it's a compounded habit. And suddenly you take off. The, the curve changes, it steepens. Yes. Yes. And you start to see the results. The same happens on your money. If you look at like a graph of compound interest, if you start saving a little bit of money over time, you're right, mm-hmm. you see nothing. It's tiny, it's incremental. Mm-hmm. Because all of it, even if you're earning like, I don't know, 10, 10% is an easy number. If you're earning right. 10% per year, don't use that as an example. It's probably not <laughs> going to happen. No, you're not going to earn that. But whatever percentage you you end up earning, it has a smaller effect on smaller dollars. But once you're earning money on your money, it has a huge effect over time. Yes. It's very easy for us to see that with money because it's something we can measure and track and calculate and we understand. But to your point, the same thing is true of all of the habits we're developing that push us toward achieving our goals. And really, it is just a, a one foot in front of the other. Do the tiny, small things over time that add up and compound on each other to propel you toward achieving your goals. You have to be willing to let time work for you in that case. 
you have to be willing to start, to start before you truly feel ready. You can't do it perfectly. So you need to get started. You need to let time work for you so that Mm -hmm. either your habits can compound. If we're talking about money, that your money can compound. We see it on the saving side. We also see it on paying debt down, especially Mm -hmm. if you're working with someone who's you know, trying to pay off credit card debt or something where there's revolving interest. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, you know, a lot of what they're paying is interest because yes. you, you see it uh, calculating regularly. Over time though, if as they start paying it off, they really start to see the progress. Um, you just have to get to the point, you have to allow yourself the time to see the progress and yes. you have to be willing to just get started, even if you don't feel ready to do it in the way you think it should be done perfectly, right? Exactly. And it's not, and not only is it about getting started, the reason you want to get started is because you want to become consistent mm. with that habit. And it's a matter of starting every single day, except you're not making the choice anymore. It becomes a habit and you don't have to use that willpower to say, I really don't want to get up and go for a run right now, but I know it's good for me. So I'm going to do it. The more you do it, the more consistent you are with it. And this is true of any habit. It becomes ingrained in us and automated. And we no longer go through that decision-making process. That is another challenge is when we allow ourselves to decide, is this something I'm going to do today or not? Then you're expending mental energy on that decision-making. You mean making the actual decision to do the thing as opposed to saying, this is just what I do. Yes. Think about automated savings. That's why the 401k works because people aren't making a decision about putting money into their 401k. Right. It's just done. You made it one time, I'm going to do this and then it keeps happening. So if it's a habit in another area of your life, you have to treat it the same way. If I'm going to be someone who works out in the morning, I've got to get up and just do it. I don't have a choice. It's just what I do. The way you do it might change based on your situation that day, how you're Mm -hmm. feeling. But the fact that you're someone who does it does not change. I'd also say the strategy we're implementing here is really taking the focus off of the finish line and rather placing it on the starting line. When you can do it, it makes something that feels big feel a lot smaller. Yes. If I'm not focused on running three miles or saving 10% of my income, if I'm just focused on saving 1% of my income or just saving something in general, like break it down. If I'm just focused on saving something, eventually I will save more. If I'm just focused on getting my tennis shoes on in the morning, it's not about the three mile run or about the hit workout or whatever it is. It's just about getting the shoes on and getting going. That's much easier. It requires less brain power. It requires less energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. More likely to move towards success. In your personal life, Lauren, can you think of one or two things? I know you talk about running a lot. Is there anything else? And I know the reason you talk about it a lot is because it's very impactful. It was never about like weight loss or something like that. It was about having a good routine and feeling well and being focused and starting your day in a specific way, approaching things with a specific mindset. Is there anything else that you can think of that that you've done or falls into that category? I'm putting you on the spot. (laughs) No, not at all. And actually, this is something, I was just having a conversation about this the other day, where making my bed. Mm. I, I, and I'm sure this is something that most people might do, but we don't really recognize the positive effect it has on our day. 
I know an eight-year-old and a 13-year-old <laughs> who do not necessarily do that without significant encouragement. Yes. Yes. That's probably true. In case you're I, wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also have a couple of those who need a little bit of reminding. No, you know what? Actually, I take that back. I have two children. One of them hops up out of her bed, just like me, and immediately turns around and makes the bed. That is the first thing she does every single morning. Is it and because she sees you do it? That's a great question. So I think modeling that behavior is really important, but I also think it's something that sometimes is just ingrained in how we are, which is another really good point. She doesn't think about it. She just gets up and does it. She's right. established that habit for herself. She has. And I think key to this conversation, something we haven't touched on yet is knowing yourself. Because in order to overcome the obstacles to starting, we have to recognize in ourselves, what is the way that I respond? So intrinsically, I value starting and accomplishing and achieving. Other people, that may not be something that comes naturally to them. So whereas for my daughter, it is. It's very important for her to feel like she's doing what she needs to be doing and achieving and moving toward where she needs to be going. Whereas my son might need some sort of external accountability to remember Mm -hmm. or feel like he wants to make his bed in the morning. So you have to recognize in yourself, what is my personality type and how do, how do I best respond to make progress? Habits need a reward, right? There's right. your cue, your habit, your reward. So what is your reward? And so mm-hmm. for you and for your daughter, it's an internal reward. It's the mm-hmm. reward of having order. It's yes. for your son. It is not for right. <laughs> approval. It's exactly. Approval from you. It's external. Yeah. Exactly. So recognizing what the reward is. And then figuring out how, yeah, how to motivate to achieve that. How about you, Donna Grace? Do you have? Okay. So I, I'm not a morning person. Like nobody is actually a morning person, like 4.30 in the morning, morning person. You have to (laughs) become it. You have to decide that you are going to become it. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me at first. Um, It was really, really hard for me to get up. I pretty much get up at 4.30 or 4.45. And it's dark. I didn't like it at first. It was difficult. Mm-hmm. I had trouble getting to sleep early enough. There, there were a mm-hmm. lot of things that I had to choose to do to make it happen. And it took probably six weeks before I actually liked it. But now mm-hmm. I genuinely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I have sciatic nerve issues sometimes, like right now I do actually. And so, mm. but I'm still getting up, even though I can't do maybe, I, I was getting up early to do a workout. I'm Mm -hmm. still getting up early, even though I can't do the same workout. Mm -hmm. I'm stretching and doing what I can do. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading, I'm doing my planner, I'm doing work. I'm using the time. I'm using the time for something else, even though I can't use it for the way it was originally intended today and tomorrow. Yes. Um, Because I know that eventually when my body feels a little bit better, get right back into the routine. So I think that getting up early, choosing to get up early and making that an automatic thing has been great. It's not an option. It's not an option during the week. And I want to point out, you hit on something really important there too, is the concept of focusing on the things that you can do. We all have challenges and there are millions of excuses we can come up with to not do something because we can't do it to the extent we want to. We can't do it perfectly. We can't save 5%. So why save it all? what we need to focus on instead is what can we do? So identifying what can you do today that's something 
that will move you closer to your ultimate goal. And you make that decision day after day after day. And then you pick your head up and realize you're at the finish line. You have to allow yourself to move forward. You have Mm -hmm. to allow yourself to start the thing that you need to do in order to move forward closer to your goal. And before you know it, it will be easy because you're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You're actually happy to do something that maybe was a challenge before you're, because you're seeing the progress and it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, before you know it, you're at your goal. And it's interesting because for me, a lot of what we're talking about, the goal is a way to be. The goal mm-hmm. is to be a certain type of person that follows a certain type of process. It's not to achieve a number at all. It's not a number in my savings account. It's mm-hmm. not a number on my scale or my clothing size. Mm-hmm. It's none of that. Like the goal for me is to be someone who always works out in the morning. Mm-hmm. The goal to me is to be someone who always saves money. Mm-hmm. Those are my real goals. Um, and I think that's really important too, because if you're looking at the finish line as something you either achieve or don't achieve, that means that you're like winning or losing. Right. <laughs> I don't want to lose. <laughs> right. Frankly, even if I don't meet what I had in mind as an end number, what if I came in just below it? I think right. that's still pretty good. So I think that if you can focus on, and, and we can break this down a little bit more, I think in another episode about the idea of establishing a process and a system versus a goal, but it applies yes. here. And that's why I want to mention it. Focusing on the start as opposed to the finish. And the start is what gets you into your process. I think that that will be super effective and you'll find yourself happy doing it. I totally agree. And I would challenge you today to pick one thing that you can do and just go start. Just go start. That's it. Pick one thing because you can do it. Well, this has been great. I think that this is super, super useful. I hope that you find it useful. And I can't wait to talk about what we mentioned here actually next time about goals versus processes because I think that focusing on the start and figuring out that the process is really what we're aiming for here is going to be really effective for you going forward. All right. Thanks for joining us for this conversation. Pick something and start. Be well. Um,